Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Hello, and welcome Jennifer Arthurton to the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, So a little bit about Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Arthurton is the founder and creator of Old Chicks No Ship, a community and a podcast designed to inspire and support midlife women in chasing their dreams and creating their kick-ass next chapter. Jennifer is a midlife mentor, podcast host, writer, and speaker. Having made her own midlife course corrections, she is a passionate advocate of the inherent power and wisdom that women possess at a time when they often feel overlooked in society and doubt themselves most. Welcome, Jennifer, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So I'll remind our listeners that we did a mini episode uh, about a couple of weeks ago, and you covered five ways to get unstuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were carve out some time and reflect reflect, uh, also do some journaling, check out your stories, because most of us tell ourselves stories that may not be really good for ourselves, Uh, spend time dreaming, because as we grow older, we forget to dream and dream big, and um, take tiny steps, whatever those steps may be in the direction that you want to go, and um, And do not do it alone, because it's really important to have community. So did you want to add to any of the the five that you were speaking about last time about being getting unstuck? Yeah, no, I mean, the real crux of getting unstuck is um, the reason why we get stuck is because we get very disconnected from ourselves, like we're so Mm -hmm. busy doing everything for others. And so the first step is really just like tuning back in to ourselves and putting ourselves first and listening to and honoring our own wants and desires. Because when we do that, it starts to lead us places like there are clues, right? And when we follow those nudges, right, we will find the answers to the questions that we're looking for. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that is absolutely wonderful. Um, One of the questions that I wanted to ask from the very beginning was... What was the inspiration for the title of your podcast? (laughs) Um, That actually, funny enough, that actually was a joke that was um, like when I was early in my career, like in my 20s, um, and I was working in in a corporate. um, And when we used to have new people join the team, you know, there was a couple of us that who had been there for a while who would say, just follow us old chicks because we know we know some shit. And, you know, it it was just a bit of a joke. And then when I came back, when it came back around to me, like in my fifties, I was like, oh my goodness, this has a whole other meaning right now. 
And so it was kind of interesting that this thing that had been hanging around in my life for all this time would now come to have um, such meaning for me. And then of course, I'll add that as you get older, you emotionally also get younger. Yeah. So that what you considered old when you were young is now very young. Yeah. Well, and you know, old is really tongue in cheek. You I mean, I use that because when we're in our like, you know, late forties, fifties and sixties, like society considers us to be old. Right. And they're making that that decision based on how we look. But really what it is, it's about all the shit that we know. Like, that's what matters, like what's inside us. And so it's a little bit tongue in cheek, um, just really to draw attention to something that that's really super important. I totally agree. On that note, the other part of that is what I found is that even though I'm the age that I am, it's the energy that people see. It's not necessarily yeah. your physical age. It's yeah. energy. That is so true. And, you know, here's the thing, like um, midlife, I call midlife the gateway to authenticity. Um, and when you are, you know, forcing yourself into a situation that's not working or you're doing things that, you know, don't align with who you are as a person or your values, like that is so energy draining. And when you are then, you know, when you find something that you like, that's, you know, ignites your passion, let's say you're starting a business, chances are you're kind of probably going to work just as hard, if not harder. But the difference is because you're fueling your passion, it's actually a renewable energy source. So finding that meaning and purpose and passion in your life actually gives you so much energy to do so much things, you know, hanging on to stuff that's not serving you is actually draining your energy. And that's what we see often, right? So true. Um, yeah. And we forget to refuel ourselves. And I think yeah. that's so important. And yeah. when you love what you do, you're refueling. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not hard work. You're actually just filling your cup. Yeah. Because <laughs> it means something to you. Yeah. It does. Um, so you speak often about uh, four stages of life, the maiden, the mother, the uh, I'm sorry, the maiden, the mother, the crone and the maven. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us about each of those. Yeah. So typically um, when you see the phases of a woman's life depicted, um, usually it goes maiden. So that time when you're, you know, searching for your mate to start your family. And it's in that, that phase of our life is really all about how we look, right? Um, you know, the next step then becomes mother where we, you know, have a family. We're focused, all of our energy and time is focused on raising our family. And then the typical depiction of that, like at the end of motherhood, goes to crone. And I always had this vision of a crone being this wizened old woman, you know, sitting on a mountaintop, spouting wisdom into the world before she left the planet. And, you know, it always occurred to me that like, okay, between the end of mothering, like when your kids leave and the crone, like there's a huge gap of time in there, like 30 years or maybe even longer, you know, depending on your age that like seems to have been forgotten, right? Like, so we're going from motherhood and as soon as you're done mothering, you're all of a sudden a wizened old woman. So I actually returned those years between motherhood and crone as the maven years because the dictionary definition of the word maven is an expert with knowledge and wisdom to share. And that to me was the perfect articulation of, you know, old chicks know shit. Like this is about us sharing our gift and our knowledge with the world and using it 
and more importantly than that, like we are old enough to know stuff and we're also young enough to put that stuff to use within our lifetime. So this isn't about, you know, us sharing wisdom and then leaving the planet. It's about us sharing wisdom and actually being around long enough to see its impact. I totally, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And you also say that there are just so many years that take place at that time that mm-hmm. we forget. Yeah. And it seems to, and, and that's of course the years that we become, uh, some of us become invisible. Exactly. Exactly. So I think in our culture, there's this kind of this notion that, well, women over 50 kind of disappear from the planet. Like we're just nowhere seen on the landscape. Right. So there's this notion that as soon as you reach 50, you basically coast until the end. And then I'm like, but wait a minute, that's 30 years. You're going to just sit around waiting for the end for 30 years. Like you got another chapter, maybe even two or three chapters in that time. Right. And so this is really what it's about is just empowering us all to own our power, to own, you know, the power of the wisdom and the life experience, and then to put it to use, because this is the time of life where, you know, we're all thinking about legacy, like what's, you know, what, what are we leaving behind on our time in the planet? What are we leaving for our kids? Um, and wanting to give back, like so many women I talk to are just like, I just want to do something good. I want to feel like what I did mattered. And like, this is the perfect time of our lives to do that. It truly is. And we are, we're at a point where we can take some of the risks mm-hmm. that we could never exactly. take before. Yeah. Uh, when I was young, I couldn't take many risks because I was financially strapped and it was of concern to me. But now in my life, I say, okay, fine. Now is the only time I can take risk. Right. Um, right. Both emotionally, financially, and physically, because I have, if I have opportunity, wow, it's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And we're so much more resilient too. Like, you know, by the time we get to be, you know, in midlife, we we've conquered some challenges along the way, like pretty much, well, every challenge that life has thrown at us so far. And so we trust ourselves a little bit more to be like, okay, I'm going to take a risk. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, And we're that much more resilient, I think. That is so true. Uh, So true. So I know that you went through your own personal crisis How did Mm -hmm. you decide to get into podcasting? So the podcast really was born, um, you know, so after I found myself at the age of 50, divorced, unemployed, empty nested and bedridden with a stress related illness, I had a lot of um, time on my hands and, you know, a lot of was doing a lot of soul searching because I realized that, you know, my life was kind of taking me in a different direction, but I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted from my life at that particular point. Um, And so as I started like looking for inspiration for what was possible, because I also had the story that nobody starts over at 50, you're too old, right? Because that's, kind of what I had seen reflected back to me. Um, You know, and I kept telling myself that over and over. It's like, who starts over at 50? Aren't I supposed to be riding off into the retirement sunset? Like, well, that's not my, but that's not my reality. So, you know, after a while, I kind of got to this place where I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to create life on my terms, like the way, doing what I want. And um, when I started searching for inspiration for what was possible after the age of 50, 
what was reflected back to me was pretty depressing. Like it was, you know, like if you look at the mainstream media, any woman over the age of like 40, let alone 50 is, you know, bladder leakage protection, uh, meal replacement shakes, sitting around waiting for your grandkids to, to visit while you pour over your retirement savings. Right. And I was like, okay, all valuable and necessary things, but like that's telling one tiny sliver of the story of what it means to be in this stage of life. So I, you know, I started digging deep for this inspiration and I came, started coming up with all these amazing stories. And I was like, wow, this is exactly what I needed. And so I want other women to hear these stories as well, too. I want them to know what's possible, right? Like that it isn't just about sitting around waiting for your grandkids, that you can go and start a business. You can write a book. You can take up a new art hobby. You can move to a new country. Like there's anything within the realm of possibility. So I started interviewing women about their stories specifically for that reason to provide inspiration for other women who might be on the same journey that I was. And I absolutely love the stories. The stories are amazing. And that's one of the things I love about your podcast is hearing all these incredible stories and different perspectives of what Mm. happens in life and what the possibilities are. Uh, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, What were the, stories that impress you most? Oh, um, you know, it's like you said, I, I, I think they all, um, I found them all super inspiring. I mean, to this day, when I do the interviews from the podcast, like I'm floating on air afterwards because I'm just so, um, you know, excited about and inspired by what women are doing. And I think it's really what, what inspires me the most. And what I think is the most important is there's a common thread between all of the stories. So their circumstances are different and what they're doing is different, but the common thread is they started uh, valuing themselves and their experience. So more for what they were inside than outside, they conquered fears, right? Like they had some big fears and challenges and they found ways to like incredible ways to work around those things Um, and really just like stood in their power, like no matter what anybody thought and like those common themes, like you see throughout all of the stories. Um, and they're just so ridiculously inspiring. Like I, I, to this day, I love it. (laughs) I do too, because, uh, certainly I woke up one morning and I thought I was absolutely alone. Um, my friends were all working nine to five. Um, I had a business and now I had to leave that business, um, for a lot of different, through a lot of different circumstances and who was I, where was I, and what was I going to do next? And I certainly didn't think that ultimately I would end up in podcasting. No, if you told me that I would have been like, no way. Um, but here's the thing, right? Like, as I was searching for like the what's next, um, I, what I started doing is following the inner nudges, right? Like following those little, that quiet little voice inside me, you know, and I didn't see the big picture. I didn't know the whole picture. I still don't know the whole picture, but what I did is follow the voice. And one thing led me to the other. So one of the first things, you know, as I was sitting there, I felt called to start writing, which turned into, you know, me just writing my own thoughts for myself, which then turned into the blog. And as I started, you know, sharing, cause I too was in the same situation. All my friends were working and, you know, were doing really well in their careers. And I'm thinking like, what's wrong with me? And I'm so alone here. Like, why, why can't I keep it all together? You know, and they can. 
And then after I started sharing my stories, more and more women were like, oh, me too, me too. Yeah, I totally feel the same way. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm not alone in this. But, you know, I didn't know that the writing was going to become a podcast. Uh, you know, that just happened as well, too. I just started having conversations with people about their stories. And then I was like, okay, I really want to share this. And, you know, at first I kind of started sharing them in writing. And then I was like, no, no, I'm feeling really called to podcasting. So that's what I did. So, you know, we, when we're in that place where we're feeling stuck, it's, we have a very all or nothing mentality. It's like, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. When the reality is that all big life changes happen in tiny little steps. And those little steps, like the nudges and the wisdom comes from inside us. And that's why, you know, when I talk about the first step of getting unstuck is about connecting back in, because we need to create enough space to be able to hear those nudges, like, and see where they're taking us. Because it's not accidental, like our dreams and desires are with us for a reason, because they're a part of us that's looking to be expressed, right? And so like now my greatest joy is having conversations on podcasts, whether it's my own podcast or on your podcast, like I love having these conversations. Like uh, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, man, this life is incredible. Like couldn't have imagined it would be this way, but man, it's just exactly what I wanted. For me as well. I see yeah. women out there I, I in uh, either podcasts or presentations where I meet women through networking and I think, wow, I really want to know more. I want to hear some, I want to hear more about how they got to where they are and what they're doing. And yeah. it, it's amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me. And times have changed in such a way that with the internet, you can start any business you want and nobody knows how big or how small you are. Yeah. So and true. And you can do all sorts of things that were, would never have been available before. Yeah, that is so true. And connect with people from all over the world, right? Like, again, that's one of my favorite things about podcasting is I'm talking to people all over the world all the time. Yeah, and you have absolutely no idea where they are. It's, no, exactly. It's wonderful. Uh, one of the great parts about the networking aspect of our lives is that years ago, it, it was all in person. Mm -hmm. And now different networking groups have Zoom meetings, mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. certainly did during the pandemic. Yeah. And so you can actually go to networking meetings all over the world, all over the United States. Yeah. And it's absolutely fascinating. It really is. So in the grand scheme of things, so you're, you're blogging and you have a podcast, um, do you have, what are your big dreams that you feel yourself pulling towards? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, because I talk about the power of dreaming in the five steps in our, in our previous episode. Um, so really, I'm, um, I'm on a bit of a global mission um, to make uh, Old Chicks No Shit a brand that stands out, right, for midlife women, that women, mid, midlife women can find a place where they can see themselves reflected and see what's important um, or what's possible, sorry, for them in their lives. And, you know, that includes um, speaking, which I'm starting to do a whole lot more of um, on bigger and bigger stages. There's definitely a book in there. Um, you know, the podcast is... Uh, it's going to get really big. <laughs> uh, 
um, yeah, and just like being able to um, have a wider and wider audience to share the message, right? Like just, and, and to see women, more and more women stepping into their power. Like maybe there's one day I could impact a million women, right? That can hear the message. Um, because, you know, but I think by the year, I think I read by the year 2050 or something, there's going to be like 1 billion women on the planet who are in this age group. I'm like, wow, 1 billion. So yeah, it's a really important message because I think we are on the forefront, um, especially women in our age group right now, we are on the forefront of a change. Like we are not the same women that our mothers and grandmothers were, um, you know, and what we are doing now is going to impact how the generations behind us see this time of our lives. Right. I mean, my daughter says it to me all the time. She's like, I can't wait to see what I'm going to do when I'm 50. <laughs> and I'm like, I never thought that not ever once. I like to me, 50 was just kind of like, there was nothing past the end of 50. <laughs> right. Because when you think about it, when we're growing up, you know, and we're daydreaming about our lives, we're thinking about our families and how many kids we're going to have and our jobs and our husbands. And then we, but we don't think anything past that. Right. <laughs> and so, so we get there and then we're like, oh, we're looking into the abyss and there's like nothing there because we've never actually thought about it. So being able to share, you know, that, you know, we have the power to dream and create like our creation doesn't end with our kids. Like we have the ability to create long into our 80s, 90s or hundreds even to create lives that feel exciting and inspired, inspiring for us. So true. I know that when I was young, I didn't see past 30. Then I hit 30. Yeah. Then yeah. I didn't see past 40. Yeah. And then I actually had a total rebirth in my 50s. Yeah. So, so many of us do. Yeah. It's it's so inspiring. Yeah. I, I mean, I always say like, this is actually the most most powerful point in your life yet. Because, you know, up until this point in life, most of us have been consumed with, you know, our families and raising our kids and our careers and all of this type of stuff. And now all of a sudden we have a little bit more space, a little bit more time, and we actually get to create what's meaningful for us now. This isn't about what we're doing for anybody else. This is about what we are doing for us. And it's so freaking powerful. Oh, it truly is. And the other thing is, as you said before, the risk factor isn't there. We're not as critical of ourselves as mm -hmm. we used to be. Yeah. Because we understand what's important, what is truly important in our lives. Yeah. And that's, so that's so true. That, it it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't overwhelm us the way you it overwhelms when you're very young. Yeah, that's so true. So in your podcasts, you speak to a lot of women about all of the phases of their lives and how they're moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other thoughts that I had, which I faced as well, was being taken seriously, that mm. you're now in a different type of world. And in some ways, it's a male-dominated world. In others, it isn't. In yeah. other ways, it isn't. Um, but you present yourself and sometimes what comes back is questionable. Yeah. So then you have to, you have to present an energy and learn the ways of a new world. 
Yeah. How has that affected you? It's interesting. Um, you know, all through our lives, you know, we are facing the challenges of sexism, like you said, in, in, you know, a male dominated world and, you know, women fight a little bit harder to be taken seriously. And I definitely, um, saw that in my own corporate career. Um, you know, and then when we get to this time of our life, not only are we dealing with sexism, we now have ageism piled on top of that. So we kind of got a little bit of the double whammy going. And the thing that I always say is that, um, people will only take you as seriously and believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. Right. And like you said, and that's the energy that we need to be projecting. And so working on really, you know, seeing ourselves as powerful, valuing the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience that we have um, and really standing in it, because as we, as we stand in our power, people will take us seriously. Like, you know what I mean? Like if we are like, oh, I'm too old or I, you know, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that, but no, own it. Like, you know, when you see somebody who just owns who they are, no matter what it is, you can't help, but, you know, be attracted to them or to want to listen to them or, you know, take them seriously because the energy of authentic ownership is really, really powerful. It's an attractor. So it's an attractor of people. It's an attractor of opportunities. You know, it's an, uh, an attractor of the universe. So um, we, and that's the thing is about we need to be shedding all of those limiting beliefs that we have, you know, our own personal limiting beliefs, but the limiting beliefs uh, in our society about, you know, women and aging um, and like really shedding those and seeing the value of who we are underneath it all. Because when we can stand in it, when we can own it, when we can be truly authentically ourselves, that's how we get the attention. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, people who <laughs> who can't see past that, but they're lost in my mind, right? Because they're missing out on some really, really powerful and amazing um, women, if that's the case. You came from a corporate environment, which mm -hmm. is strength. Yes. So how did you, how did you uh, attack your own limiting beliefs once you left that environment? Yeah. Um, one of, you know, I've always been a fairly like, um, ambitious and driven person, um, you know, like achieving in my career. But one of the things I realized when, you know, I left my corporate career and started doing my own inner work is that a lot of my achievements were driven by a need to prove myself, right? Like that I wasn't enough and that, um, you know, if I had a good job and a good title and, you know, you know, I was on the right track with my career, then I'm proving to the world that I am enough. And that actually, that energy of proving actually is what led to my physical burnout, right? Because I was, you know, ignoring all of the signs of my body. I was so focused on the goal that, you know, I wasn't asking for help. And it was only, you know, when my life in no uncertain terms told me like, this is not sustainable. You cannot keep doing this. And, you know, I basically, all of the identities that I had in the world were stripped away from me. And I was everything that kept me busy was taken away. So I was forced into this place of surrender. And actually in the surrender is where I found my power because I couldn't push anymore. I couldn't force. I, the only thing I could do was to go inwards. And that's where I found the power. The power that I had been seeking to prove myself on the outside was actually inside me all the time, but I hadn't really um, stopped long enough to recognize that like to see that. So, I mean, it very much was a spiritual journey about coming home to myself, 
um, you know, and seeing myself for all that I am um, on so many levels. So, you know, just like on a personal level, but also, you know, as a 50 year old woman showing up in the world. So, you know, I think in our corporate environment, we are, um, you know, it's always about the goal. It's about push harder, do more, you know, work harder. And that for women, and especially like as you get into your menopause years, it's just not sustainable and nobody wants to do it. Like if you've been doing it for most of your career, like you get to a point where like, I cannot do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's why a lot, so many women, you know, in their late forties and fifties are opting out of corporate and starting their own businesses for that very reason, right? Because they want to be able to do what's meaningful for them on their terms, and, you know, being able to ask for help, you know, um, to do things on their own timeline without, you know, having all of those external stresses is it's just a, a much easier life to live, a much happier life to live. So, yeah. 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 So, so true. Um, I think I mentioned it before. Uh, there was a, an editorial in Harvard Business, the Harvard Business Journal, um, and the writer said how sad it was that there weren't more women in top positions in the corporate Mm -hmm. world, you know, Mm -hmm. in the fortune 500 or whatever. And I wrote uh, a note and said, but those women, when they left corporate, they didn't leave their brains behind. Right. So true. They didn't leave their capabilities behind. They created a better world for themselves, which is what you were just saying. Yeah, exactly. They've they've made choices and good choices. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that's one of the wonderful things about today's environment. We get to see those women. Um, we get to see more and more women doing amazing things in business, in their own worlds where there is no glass ceiling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're basically just opting out of the rat race, doing it and doing it their way, right? In a way that feels more sustainable because like, that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, midlife being the gateway to authenticity, it's like anything that's not serving you or working for you needs to fall away at that point. And so that you can be true to who you are as a human being, right? Who you are as a soul within, within this body. So true. So I know that you have, um, you do some coaching and have a workshop. Tell us more about what you're doing besides the podcast and your blog. Yeah. So, um, I run uh, workshops and I also run a mastermind. Uh, As we were talking about before, I am a huge, huge believer um, in the power of community because, you know, like you said it and I experienced it, you know, sometimes it can feel very lonely when you're starting out on this journey. And so I run a mastermind program called the Midlife Kickstarter Mastermind, um, which brings a small intimate group of women together so that, you know, we, we can basically take the journey together because, being with a bunch of like-minded people who have, you know, similar goals to you is so it's like rocket fuel really, because, you know, sometimes you're struggling. Sometimes you feel like you can't do things and, you know, you can come to the group and say, you know what, I'm really struggling with this today and they can support you. They can give you information and advice. Or sometimes they can just hold your belief in you on days that you're struggling to hold it. And so I watch women come into this mastermind and leave like, you know, come in feeling stuck, unsure and leave just 
inspired and excited about new creations, you know, whether it's again, starting a business. Um, you know, I had one woman who was, uh, worked in the corporate world, had always, you know, been, was always doing indigenous art. She ended up, you know, switching to starting, you know, selling basically her indigenous art, which was beautiful. Um, you know, another woman started a charity for, uh, um, to support, well, she used to be a beauty sales rep, and now she has started a charity where she gets sponsors to support underprivileged women going back into the workforce or cancer patients or anybody who just like needs to feel better about themselves. And, you know, I remember that woman coming into the, into the group and, you know, saying to me or saying, you know, that she had this dream, but, you know, it was really silly and she had never really said it out loud before, you know, and she shared it with the group. And, you know, by the time she was finished telling the story, the entire like all of the women in the group were practically in tears and they're like, this is not a silly idea, but in her head, right. She'd been like, Oh, nobody's going to, you know, who's going to pay attention to this. You know, I can't do this, all of the doubts and fears and everything. And she had squashed the idea. And when she released that and she saw the reactions of the other women in the group, it lit a fire under her. And all of a sudden this thing that had been this silly little dream in the back of her mind became real. Right. And so the, those are the kinds of shifts that happen when we come together in community, when we are holding hands and supporting each other. Um, and, you know, and then connections are made. That's the other thing. It's like, well, I know somebody who's this and I work for this company. And then, you know, all these like amazing connections. So it's the most beautiful thing to watch midlife women coming together in community to support each other. Um, because, you know, when we're like all, what is it? Um, tide, all tides raise all ships right? Like we're all rising together in that, in that environment. So yeah, the midlife Kickstarter mastermind is my pride and joy. I love doing that program with women. <laughs> and so if people can find out more about it through, uh, tell us where yeah. they can find um, out more. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you can go to my website, which is, uh, oldchicksnoshit.com. And there is a tab there that's midlife kickstarter mastermind that has all of the information on it. Um, it's an evergreen program, so you can join whenever you want. You don't have to wait for a specific start date. Um, yeah, you, you can come into the group and, um, yeah. And then you can find me on all the social media channels, channels as well, too. I'm always talking about it, um, on my Instagram page, which is old chicks, no shit. And I have also have a a uh, free Facebook group of the same name. So everywhere you can find me uh, old, as old chicks, no shit. <laughs> and that's old chicks, K-N-O-W rather than N-O-W, K-N-O-W shit. And for our listeners who haven't heard, spent a lot of time listening to your podcast, it is brilliant. I love you. your podcast. So thank, thank you, so, you much. so very, very much. And again, it's old chicks, no shit. And I thank you so very, very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.